Welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year 2023. We're here. And we're back for episode 13. 13 always reminds me of Dan Marino. Oof. Dan Marino first. And then you know who? Mike Pagliarulo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he played third base for the Yankees when I was growing up. And, and I actually have a picture with Mike Pagliarulo. He was 13. Mike Pagliarulo. Wow, you just threw that back. Yep. I remember when he, uh, he was a, a coach, for an assistant coach of the Marlins for a couple of years. And I'm like, man, I really want to run into that guy and show him the picture. Uh, me at six years old with him. <laughs> he, had, he had a good mustache back then, but uh, w- was he a big guy? He was, no, uh, he, was, he wasn't that he was big. Small, but right? he an infielder guy wasn't third, he third base. Third base. Okay. But he, he had All power. Right. He he was he was pretty powerful. And when I played boys club nine and ten at Pascual Academy, twenty three was taken, which was Mattingly's number, my favorite number. So I wore thirteen because Pags was thirteen. So. Oh, so this hey. is your year, 2023? 2023. The Jordan year of Mattingly. This is your year then, man. Yeah, man. No, good, it's uh, yeah favorite number, 23. People would ask me, oh, do you, do you wear it because of Jordan? I'm like, no, man, Don Mattingly. Don I'm like, Mattingly, Jordan doesn't man. play baseball. Then he played baseball, and he was 45. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I've been seeing a little more of Don Mattingly lately on social media, talking about hitting and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think he needs to do more of that, man. Wow, he, he was one of the best. Good things to say, man. He was one He's of the got best. Some great things to say, man. So if you see a video of him, just listen, listen a couple times. Absolutely, you'll you'll learn a thing or two, and fielding too. But but you know, before we continue, uh, you know, Diamond Dreams Miami up and in is brought to you by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. We're here getting ready for spring twenty twenty three. Almost done uh, making all the teams. Finished the T ball teams. Had an awesome draft and uh, finishing up six U and the upper divisions and and excited. Good to go. And, of course, you know, I'm a real estate agent. If you want to buy, you know, a lot of people in 2022 told me, hey, I'll be ready to buy next year. Well, guess what? It's next, next year. Next year's here. <laughs> <laughs> so give me a call. Uh, you, you can find my number very easily on on uh, Instagram, on Armando Alvarez Realtor. And I'll be more than happy to help you buy, help you sell. Should have a listing going up next week. So look out for that. And, and yeah, you know, I'm looking looking to help. Yeah, let's go have a cafecito, talk a little bit, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll make things happen. And of course, Sammy Love with Exclusive. our it's ours. with our awesome intro. Uh, you could go see him stereo radio stereo. You could go see him. Uh, they play a lot at Copper Copper Blues over in uh, in Doral. Oh yeah, that's ours. an awesome place. It's ours. That's right. It's no one else's. Oh, and this sounds much better now, much that, now better. that my AC <laughs> shut off. I forgot to shut that off. But, Mike, you know, uh, we, we just came back from, um, you know, New Year's vacation, Christmas vacation, all all that good stuff. You had a trip. How, how was that? It was good, man. It was good. A lot of driving, a lot of driving. Um, but, you know, I, to me, the holidays and taking that drive is a, is a nice test of patience. You're driving through different states, seeing different things. And it's good. It's calming. I loved it. Went to go see my. I went to Savannah for a couple of days. I went to go see my my sister in uh, in Greenville, in South Carolina. And then drove down to Orlando. I spent the night there, and then ended up in Miami back here the third. But it was a great trip. Awesome seeing family. It's always a nice refreshing, you know, a rebooting a little bit and and getting ready. Yeah, man. No, it was a it was definitely a nice time. And I I remember I texted you and you sent me a voice note saying like, "Man, I'm driving in some dense fog right now." <laughs> I'm like, it was "I'm thick. not gonna I'll bother this to guy." Yeah, it was thick, but you know what? Oh, yeah, great trip. My girls behaved great. Uh, my wife had a good time. Uh, it was good to see family and uh, and you know, 
The driving was nice. It was cool. How Long. Did, it was a lot, but it was cool. How did Santa well treat it. the girls? Good. They behaved pretty good, and they've started this year so far so good. And they got a lot of stuff from Santa? <laughs> oh, sure did. Nice. Sure did. How about you? Everything good? All good, man. We spent it here with family. Went to my brother's house. Had a nice dinner. The next day, my cousins came from uh, from West Palm and... And up in Broward, that you know, it's like Broward's right there, and I barely see some of my cousins. And then, uh, you know, hung out with some good friends for for New Year's Eve. We went from from house to house. We went to, um, you know, you know Anthony Anthony Gonzalez course, and yeah. and, yeah. And, yeah. and Jessica Sebi's uh, parents went to their house for a bit. Then passed by the the Pulido's house. Michelle, if you're listening, I went to the Pulido's house. I know they're on, on your team, but. <laughs> A little bit of tampering going on there, <laughs> and then just you know, capped it off here, you know, with with, uh, with awesome. family. You know, Anderson made it to to midnight, which was the first time he he did that. And kids are getting older. Man, getting Santa bigger. brought him a Nintendo Switch. Oh wow, behaved good then, huh? Look at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The helicopter passing by. Look, They're oh, looking for they us. Got a spotlight on. They got nobody running <laughs> through this backyard, do we? Not that I know oh, of. Man, we're we're we'll find we're out. Good. We're good. We'll find out, but yeah, you know, it, it's awesome. It's awesome, you know, to end the year on a good note, start the the year on an even better note, and, and you know, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great twenty twenty three, Mike. Absolutely, man. I'm super excited and uh, ready to kick it off first show of the new year. Yeah, man, absolutely. And you know, we we have to. We're gonna talk about the do's and don'ts of tryouts, which we promised in the last episode. <clears throat> we're definitely gonna talk about that. But we have to start off the show talking about Demar Hamlin. Um, you know, Monday Night Football, Bills are playing the Bengals. You know, game of the week, and I'm I'm watching the game, and I switch it off for for a second because Anderson actually likes WWE. So I I put Monday Night Raw for a little bit where they're watching it, and my brother texted me and he's like, "Man, are you watching this game?" I'm like, "What happened?" He sends me the clip of the play because by this point, I I guess they're not playing it anymore. And I look at it, and it just looks like a routine play. But the way the kid drops, I'm like, man, that does not look good. Because he got up, he was fine, he got stiff, and dropped. Yeah. I didn't see him hit his head. I didn't see him hit his neck. And I told my brother, dude, I think he just had a heart attack. And I put the game, and I'm watching, and the more, you know, and I'm watching all the, you know, the, the players crying and, and the coaches and all that. And the more I look at the play... I realize it's, by this point, I really didn't know what it was called. But I remember reading about this and and seeing a report on the TV some years ago. It was about 2012, 2013. A little league player gets hit in the chest with a ball and just drops. And thankfully, one of the parents was a paramedic doctor, came in with a defibrillator and brought the kid back to life. The kid lived. He was like eight years old. So it's called... Um, Comotio, Comotio Cordis. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But man, Mike, this is crazy because we were just talking about this before the show. It has to be at the exact moment that your heart is beating in a certain manner. I mean, I I talked to my friend who's a paramedic and he was telling me about it. I mean, it, it's, it's like it's fractions nuts. of like a millisecond or something like that at the at the impact. It was crazy. I was I was walking down the stairs to get some food. I just just driven 10 hours and went downstairs. I was the Gaylord Palms and I run into Pastor Fuster, which is um one of it was the guy I have my my retirement with. He's going to be in our show. He's a huge Buffalo fan. I nice. walk down the stairs. I see him fully dressed. I'm like, hey, I say hi to him. I give him a hug and they got those big, huge screens. I give him a hug. I say hello. All of a sudden, we both look to the left, and this guy's on the ground. 
and I, it was I, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was something. And and the craziest thing was like my brother had said was doing a live TV. You know, NFL's had some tough looks this year. You know what I mean? Um, but it was just this wild how this whole thing has happened. You know? No, and you know, and I I used to work in television for a very long time as a producer, and and I went on Twitter, and people were you know were they criticizing um, ESPN and and the way and, and I'm and I'm like oh you know they should cut away from it put something else and no 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 this is a live event you know you you go from calling a game to covering a a news story you know this kid pretty much died on the field and they brought him back and kudos to everybody you know Susie Susie Gober and and uh, you know Joe Buck and Aikman and everybody that was in that studio um, and then when they went to Ryan Clark, I don't know if you saw Ryan Clark. Yep. Ryan Clark was amazing. Everything he was saying, you know, about, about you know, who, who cares about the game? You know, there, there's some people like Skip Bayless that came out and they're like, yeah, what oh, you know, said. Yeah, why, yeah, why aren't yeah. they playing? No, man, this is, a, this is more than just a game. Who cares about who won or lost that game? Who cares about them playing the game again? Whatever they decide, great. And... Who gives a crap about your fantasy football team? I had Josh Allen, by the way. I needed him to have 48 points in the final. Would have been an upset. I don't care. Cancel the game for, you know, I'll take, I'll take the loss. It doesn't matter. This is bigger than, than all that stuff. This is a, a 24-year-old kid. A life or death? Who basically died on the field and they brought him yep. back. Life and death. Life and death. You know, puts the things into perspective big time. Um... You know whether they play that game or not. It is it is what it is. Doesn't whether matter. It, whether it affects, whether it helps a team or it affects a team, you have to see it as that is the that is what the league. That's what happened that season. That that's what they'll go down characterized as that. That's what you'll talk about. And if that's if you're affected by it, it just this is the way the characteristic went down for this league this year. And you have to accept it, and you have to move on with it, and that's it. No, and great news today, you know, the the kid woke up. He wrote right away, you know, when they told him what happened, he, he asked, did we win? What a competitor, <laughs> Did we win? I mean, look. That's these, the first these, thing he thought of. These guys love to compete yep. at the end of the day. Like, let's not forget that. These guys are professional athletes. They're the best of the best. And they love to compete, you know. And um, yeah, listen, his his uh, toy drive went from like 10000 to $7 million, you know. Yeah, People man, that's crazy. all around crazy. the world donating money. Um, that's big time, man. That, yep. That's big time, and uh, we hope he uh, makes a full recovery. And you know, you know, so. and and when things like this happen, you you see the the best in people. Oh yeah. Right. Um, somebody was mentioning, man, you know, you got to give so much props to Zach Taylor, the the head coach of the Bengals, who was there with Sean Mc, you know, Mc, McDermott from the beginning, and um, you know, he he was there. He went to the hospital and all that. So they're giving him props for. For all that stuff, right? And and you know, props to him for being a, a good guy. But at the same time, I'm like, man, do we really need to give props to not, not to I'm not saying to him, but are we that surprised when somebody does something nice? Is that where we are as a society? Oh, you know, because it I'm like he did he did what any decent human being should do. There's people like Skip Bayless and like other people that I saw with their comments and I'm like my yeah. God, man! Like so, some guy, I I forgot who who he is, and and even if I remembered his name, I wouldn't mention it to. But the guy was talking about like, 
oh, there goes my parlay. Whatever. Bro, dude, really? Listen, to me, you know, the biggest thing that I saw in that and the biggest thing that I loved about the situation because, and I agree with you. No, you got to stay live there, man. You got to watch. Look, they they covered the him good. Like you know, you you didn't yep. see it. You saw enough to not see enough. At, but at that, at that but point, what you did see, uh, but what you did see, was real emotion. Emotion. Absolutely. You saw real feelings from any everybody when you put the camera in the stands. Everybody had real feelings and emotions. When you pointed it at any football player, everybody was either praying, crying. But they were showing real, 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 real emotion, real camaraderie, teams coming together, coaches coming together, yep. respecting the guy's decision. And it's good that people see that once in a while, especially from these guys. They're so big. They're so bad. They're so strong, blah, blah, blah. These guys are human, man. Those guys, their lives changed that day along with everyone else's that was tuned in there. Man, and it has to be really traumatic to see your boy. Boy, One of your man. friends, your teammate, come on, getting brought back to life with a with a defibrillator, Jesus. and getting getting CPR because he's he's lifeless on on the ground. You know, you, and you saw the reaction of the players when that happened. And from a TV standpoint, you know, we've dealt with stuff like that, and and you know, and with injuries and all that. Maybe not something to this degree, but at that point, we just pan out. We pan out, go to another shot, yep. a wide shot or something. We don't need to show, you know, and, and the NFL does it all the time. When Dak Prescott broke his leg, they showed the play a couple of times yeah. and that was it. Yep. They didn't show it over and over and over again. But, man, you know, hopefully DeMar Hamlin, you know, he, he pulls through. I mean, he's, it's Keep looking good. It's looking good. You know, pray. Uh, Dan Orlovsky from uh, the, the former quarterback on air said a prayer, man. And that was powerful because, you know, again, we're living in a society where – Saying a prayer, there, you know. I think a, there's, I think there's some lawsuits. There's been lawsuits um, for coaches or people praying in schools and, and before games, like, and well, the, you know, no man, just let it. You know, it's good. Yeah, prayer's good. It Pray- works. It, no, no molesta nadie, no daña nadie. <laughs> it's fine, but uh, but yeah, man. It's all, good to all see the, it. Live TV. It's good to see it. All the best. All the best to to Demar Hamlin, and we'll we'll continue praying for his recovery, and I know he will. He'll, he'll pull through. And later on, we'll talk a little bit about um, the Dolphins who need prayers in, a, in another <laughs> in another type of prayer, right? But uh, we'll talk about them a little later. But, Mike, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of tryouts. You know, and you deal with tryouts from all all ages. We, we just went through one with, you know, three, four, and five-year-olds and, and six-year-olds, you know, trying out for 6U and, and the instructional league, which is five, five and under. With some six-year-olds as well. You know, obviously you, you see some things with them that you don't see with the older kids and, and expectations and all that. But, you know, you do expect the parents to be involved to to get them ready. What what are some of the the main things that they need to do for tryouts? I think that, um, I think that the Diamond Dreams uh, kids that were participating in the tryouts that we had set up, I think we did a, a fantastic job. Um um, you know, everybody was dressed appropriate. They had their time slots. Everything was organized. But on Saturday, when you kind of we did like more of a public Sunday, when we did more of like a public tryout, where it was just kind of like show up. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of pointers I want to give, especially if you're new coming in from the outside. You're new to a program, so a couple of things. 
you know, isn't this is again my opinion. This is the way I think it should be. But you need to make contact with the coach before you show up. Okay, whether it's a week before, whether it's through a phone call or a text, you need to contact him directly so that he knows that you're showing up. Okay, and if you have any questions, you can ask them at that time. Okay, it's always better. The second thing is, um, you got to be on time for your start time. They're not going to warm you up at a tryout. Okay, so if your trial starts at nine, you know there are guys already there about eight fifteen. You know, Diamond Dreams guys warming up out there in the grass, getting ready to go. Because when you're called in, you're expected to be ready. And then you got to dress appropriately. You got to wear baseball pants. You got to wear baseball shoes. You got to you wear a baseball hat. You got to come looking like a baseball player. Okay, that's extremely important. And most importantly, you got to bring equipment. Okay, you got to bring your glove. You got to bring your bat. And you got to be ready to go. So, you know, those are some pointers. You know, if anybody in the future is, is going to, you know, even, you know, try out in the future, leave Diamond Dreams to travel for another coach, these pointers will help you so that when, you know, when you show up, the coach knows who you are. And when the kids are, are a little older, you know, I'm sure the, the 10U kids already know what to do, what to, you right, know, right. what to expect. What do you see right. from, from them, you know, when, once they're 9 and 10, you know, the they're biggest ready, thing, they already know. Yeah, once they already know those things, the biggest thing for them when they show up to a tryout is you got to get there at least 45 minutes to an hour early. You got to stretch. You got to be ready to go at your full potential so that when they call you in at your 9 a.m., 10 a.m., hey, bring it in. You got your sweat going. You got your arm ready to go. They make you have make you maybe throw long, maybe throw short, maybe hit right away. You have to be ready for everything. So the older guys, yeah, they know. They bring their bags. They, they don't miss those spots. But as they get older, got to get there super early. Got to get there super ready to go. Absolutely, Coaches man. Coaches notice those things. They do. Absolutely. And, you know, th- thankfully, when, when I was a kid – and in, and in high school, my uh, my old man, like my old man, loved being early, in you know oh, to, yeah. to places. Oh yeah. So he would um, in his car, he would always have. If it was right now, it's eight thirty. His car would have eight forty, and I would ask him, "Papi, por qué tú tienes las ocho cuarenta? You know, why do you have it at eight forty, ten minutes ahead?" And he goes, "No, así yo llego temprano al lugar." Love you know? it. Worked every time. <laughs> worked every time. And, and man, I was always for and and that's how I am. I'm. I'm I like being early to to everything, you know, like for Absolutely. the St. Brendan Gala, you know, we, I mean, we were, we had stayed there, but I was telling Anna, oh yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta be there. And we go down and it was like <laughs> Father Miguel and, and Miss Capote and That's all awesome. that and, and a couple of other parents, nice. but most people showed up later. But yeah, I like, I like being, I like being early. Well, early bird gets the worm, no? That's what they say. And I remember there was a tryout at LaSalle and this was my... May have been my junior year, and they had a tryout, so they brought in, you know, the freshman kids and sophomore kids are trying out. And LaSalle is right, you know, for those that don't know, which most people know, but some people don't know, it's right next to La Mita La Caridad Mercy Hospital, right on the bay. So this one kid, they're like, man, you're going to make the baseball team? We need to initiate you. Dude, everybody knew this kid wasn't going to make the baseball team at Boulder. Not me, a couple of other guys, que eran los jugadores of the team, they grabbed this poor kid and tossed him in the bay. Oh, no. So the kid's all mojado, you know, smelling like, you know, seawater and all that stuff. And the kid did not make the team. Oh, man. So he got, he got initiated for, for no reason. I don't remember who That's tossed rough. him, but, you know, the worst they did to me, they put uh, itching powder <laughs> on the back of my neck. And I was like a mess for, for a little bit. But I, that was when I was a freshman. Oh, man. Good but times. I did make the team. 
There you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, man, we're starting the, you know, the, the leagues there, you know, at, at Diamond Dreams. We have, uh, you know, we had our, our, our draft. Man, that, that was a lot of fun. I know it was a few weeks ago. A lot of fun, you know, the, the coaches – you know, keeping it lively, and and it's gonna it's gonna be a great year. We had a blast working on the schedule now. Um, uniforms are almost done, and uh, we'll be ready to go on the twenty eighth. Super excited. Yep. One versus two, game one. No, and it's always awesome to see. You know, when when the coaches get along, right? There's there's camaraderie. People are are cool. You know. I hope. <laughs> we hope, right? <laughs> I but, hope. But every, I everybody hope. seems cool so far. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Last season was pretty pretty so. nice. So man, start a free agency last um, last time we recorded. You know the the Carlos Correa debacle with the Mets had just happened. Um, a week later, uh, there's still no resolution. What's going on there, man? They say they're 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 gonna come to some sort of agreement, but it's probably gonna be something that looks very but different. But what's up with the leg? I don't know, man. Because there's something it's, rebuilt in there. There's something the guy's, you know, he's been, you know, playing I, well. I don't understand how if it happened in 2014, this guy's been like, like a stud of studs, you know, for for years, and all of a sudden now there's this huge leg issue that nobody wants to sign Carlos Correa. I don't know, man. Um, is that why Minnesota just gave him a two-year deal, maybe? It could be. I mean, did they I, know something no one else knew when they didn't? Uh, I always assumed there was something or? that that he wanted because it's you know it's the Twins. There's no guarantee you're going to win there, but all of a sudden it's you know the Twins are looking pretty good, and the Giants might be looking pretty sign, good too. Listen, at the end of the day, he can sign a one or a two year deal, still make thirty, thirty five, forty million. It's not like if he's in the worst situation possible. If he's looking for the long term dollars, maybe. You know, this isn't his route, but, I mean, this guy can play, you know, as long as he wants, stays healthy. He can sign three, four-year deals, maybe some options, but at the end of the day, even if he signs a two-year deal, it's going to be $70, $80 million, so, you know, let's but get to what, work. What's kind of crazy to me is that— the Yankees going to sweep in? <laughs> I, I don't know. deal? Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Marlins sweep in. Oh. But, uh, but, dude, I what, what, what amazes me is that he fails the Giants— um, you know, the Giants, um, tr- uh, what's it called, uh, physical, fails that. They cancel his contract, and Steve Cohen doesn't even blink an eye and gives him 13 years. Yeah, now he's pulling back. He's pulling so, back the throttle a little y- bit. you know, it's, um, like you said, algo paso ahí. Something I don't happened. know, and you don't know what state Cohen was when he made that decision. You know, <laughs> sign him, give it to him. Man, because that's um, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking for something to come up like that, I'm thinking like, career-ending type, you know, abnormality. I'm thinking, like, Tony Saunders would break his arm pitching, you know? I I don't, I don't it's know, It's something man. big enough where San Francisco's got big dollars pulled out and, and Cohen's uh, pulling out and restructuring, renegotiating. Did he have um, an ATV accident like uh, Cespedes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll have more information soon. Man, I I but I'd love I to so. see him sign. love to see where he's going to go. love to kind of get past that already because to yeah. me it's kind of like, eh, it's dragging it's on, you know. Smile and, a little bit, so let's move on. No, and know? I'd like to see him. You know what? I'd like to see him with the Mets. I'm not a Mets yeah. fan, but whatever, I want to see what that super is, team just, could do. Uh, let's figure it out and let's get it going. And the you money know? keeps on pouring, man. Oof. I saw uh, Eric Cabrera posted something, you know, on on Rafael Devers, who just signed an 11 year extension for 331 million dollars, 20 million dollar bonus, no trade clause with the Boston Red Sox, and. 
I I wrote to Eric. I'm like, ¿Qué dinero? <laughs> like, is that, man, it's but, it's a lot of money. But is that something new? The twenty million dollar bonus up front. Is that something new? Because if it is, that that's a game changer with how you know players are gonna you know make money. You man, know, that's you interesting. Know, Rafael Devers. Um, I mean, I you know you could say he, de he deserves he deserves the money. I mean, he was 30, the Red Sox thirty million a year, right? Pretty much. He was the Red Sox best player. 27 jacks, 88 RBIs last season, hit 295, which in the past may not be overly high, but hey, last year that was pretty pretty damn high. You know, a lot of people didn't hit uh, too much. 283 career hitter, and, you know, Red Sox fans were complaining, yeah. and we're going to talk a little bit more about the Red Sox, but they were complaining about, you know, their, their GM, um, and... You know, he goes out, uh, Bloom comes out, you know, and, and, and gives Devers the, the big money. Listen, Devers is a big bat. Um, you know, he's in the middle of that lineup, and he makes that lineup. He has good at bats. The guy hacks. The guy swings the bats. He's a doubles machine. And uh, congrats to him. Yeah, as, as a, a Yankee fan, I'm not a fan because not he always fan, haunts the he, Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, he hits well off of uh, he hits well. Garrett. Has yep. a good good record off of him, and I saw a meme that Garrett, you know, like Garrett had his head down, like not too happy about it, but, um, you know, good for him, man. It's big time. He deserves it. You and know? speaking of the, of the Red Sox and, and Garrett Cole, la last year they bring up a 20, 22, 21, 22-year-old 22 kid, <clears throat> Tristan Casas. From Miami, right? Uh, yeah, he's from Pembroke Pines, went to American Heritage. And the kid, you know, he didn't have the the greatest of, of years in, in the majors, Fantastic year in, in the minors, but this kid has a lot of potential. 22 years old, first baseman, you know, big kid, good hit for power. And there's a lot of rumors that the Marlins and the Red Sox are, are talking trade because they both have something that each other wants. You know, the the Marlins want Tristan Casas. They need a first baseman. The the kid, you know, 197 in 95 plate appearances, but slugged 408. Posted a 358 yeah. on base percentage. It's a small sample size. And, you know, he hit 12 yeah. home runs in the minors, hit 281, yeah. he, including a huge shot off of Garrett Cohen in the majors. Yeah. So he's good. He's a good batter, left handed. Yep. Kid rakes, big, strong. Um, who are you trading for? What's the. Uh, so they're asking for, supposedly, right? For him, and uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name right, so you're going to have to forgive me. Sedan Rafaela, who's an infield prospect from the Red Sox. They're ranked two and three in the okay. organization. And they want an arm and a, and a bat in return. So it's either going to be Pablo Lopez or Edward Cabrera. Maybe Trevor Rogers. I don't know why they'd ask for Rogers over those two animals. Right. Uh, plus either Miguel Rojas or Joey Wendell. It looks like they prefer Wendell. But man, if they get Pablo or Edward Cabrera, Pablo was 10-10 and 10 with a 3.75 ERA. He'll contribute immediately. And Edward Cabrera has nasty stuff. Six and four, three oh one ERA. I remember Sports Center went wild one day that he was he was throwing right. nasty, nasty, nasty sliders. And these are two guys, man, at twenty six and twenty four. Mike, right now the Red Sox have Chris Sale, who's injury prone, thirty three years old. He's coming back. They signed Corey Kluber, who's thirty six and injury prone. They have a bunch of guys that are were in the bullpen that now are gonna start. And they just lost Nathan Yovaldi, who went to the Rangers. They they need to, both teams need to make this trade. Both need to make this trade. Listen, I'm I I would love to see Tristan there playing first base every game. That'd be big time. I'd love to see that young kid. You know that would that would be something appealing to me there. Um, and I'm super down for that. You know the Boston's need Boston needs help. They need a little bit in the arms. They got the bats, 
And it seems like Boston's making a strong, solid push here in that uh, in that AL AL East. So, if um, I'm them, I ask for good. I ask for Pablo. Oh no, maybe they're asking for Sandy, and maybe they're throwing <laughs> a little more. You never know, man. You they, know what, they, what's going to happen. There, I read that know? Sandy and Eudy Perez are the. Uh, the um, the untouchables for for yeah, the Marlins and man if you that's trade a draw. they're if, beginning to draw people man so you, they got to keep yeah. them here if you trade these two guys you trade Cabrera and Pablo or Pablo you trade either one or you trade them both the Marlins are still gonna have a good pitching staff they need hitting yeah that's what they need let's do it I'm ready baby I'm ready for season to come we got the World Baseball Classic ready for season over let's get it going Gene Segura signs while while um, Michael's driving. <laughs> and uh, 277, 10 home runs, 33 RBIs last year for the Phillies. Good little player, man. I like Gene Segura, but when he's in a team that has other contributors, which this, this team really doesn't. What do they get? Two years, like uh, 17 million or yeah, something, something like that? Something around there. Um, yeah, you know, 277 with 10, 33, 33 stakes. It's not a lot. Um, it was better it, better than what we got. But, but he was also <laughs> 277 playing, on a, to playing the team. on a monster team. Yeah. A lot of good hitters around yeah. him. Not You're, sure how that's going to work here, but welcome to Miami. Look forward to seeing you at the games. Look forward to it. And a lot of people are asking, where is Jazz Chisholm going to play? Shortstop. We had Santos Perez right here on yeah. Diamond Dreams Miami up and in telling us Jazz Chisholm wants to play shortstop. And listen, I mean, not, not to pat ourselves in the back and, and Santos with the information he gave us. But I saw a lot of "quote unquote" Marlins insiders asking that question the next the next day, and I'm like, Santos told us. Santos told us. Santos told us. Got to get him back on. He wants to play short. He wants to play short. Hey, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make these moves that these young guys play. Yep, and let them play. You you let you let them play. You put them in. You bring Tristan Casas. All of a sudden, you know we're we're a Jorge Soler solid year from being a a a decent squad. I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, win too many games, but Hey. Much better than next year, than last year. Uh, let's go. Anything, anything different than last year is good. Let's see what the new coaches bring to the table. I'm going to see John Jay out there. That'll be nice. Yep, that's going to be yeah. nice, man. UM uh, legend, UM guy. Speaking of the Canes, their season's starting soon. Um, you know they're they're ready. They they got some good players on that team, man. Um, Yo Yo Morales, he, he's going to be a top. A we're going to we're going to go to some games, right? Some we're we're definitely going to go to a lot of games. Shoot right over Gables. Go have a milkshake there. Absolutely, the Mark like shake. Let's do it. You, you gotta, you Let's gotta have it. And uh, you know, we're I was talking about, about the fourth or fifth inning. You know, and I was talking about you know my our, our friends, you know Anthony Gonzalez and 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 Jessica, her her nephew Dorian plays for for the Canes, so you know they're they're gonna be at all the games as well. So yeah, it's a, that's a little nice atmosphere, man. You know, you get the shakes, you get uh, the Miami maniac walking around greeting the kids. So it, it's it's good, man. They have a good program. FIU baseball is going to start up soon again. Let's so see, um, see them play as let, well. let's, see how, let's see how they do. And, man, before we wrap up, we need to talk about the Dolphins because at some point, you know, we were talking about how great everything was going for them, how the city needed a winner in the Dolphins. And all of a sudden, man, five losses in a row. What happened there? Doesn't the coach usually get fired when that happens with other teams? The coach usually gets fired. I'm not ready to do that yet because I – Neither am I. Neither I am I, but I don't but, blame him too much for for you know, the five losses. No, I neither do I, but isn't that the way it works? That's usually the way it works. Usually and, the way and it works. I'm glad I like the guy. I like him. Um, but you know, guys, you know, as much as we've been saying that we need this, we need this, we need this. 
we've also been a little bit with the Tua situation, man. You know, and and you know, Tua was is the, was the man. Alabama, the that line, those receivers, guys, a little different here. This game's a little faster. It's proven that it's a little too much for him, dude. They have him like he can't. He has to just focus on the day he's in. It's a the way. The way he gets thrown around, you know, when, when he gets thrown around. He has no idea how to protect his head. I remember as a kid tripping and falling and my brain immediately saying, protect yourself. And you raise your neck or you, you know, and you don't hit your head on the ground. He doesn't know how to fall. He doesn't know how to fall. He doesn't know <laughs> when to just go down. And they just, they just tap him and the guy goes, I've always said it. You can go back. I like big quarterbacks. I like big guys, escapadate, guys that look like freezers. Um, and that I don't care how they move, but they can throw, and that's what I like, like the Bills guy. I like big guys like Marino, like Brady's, Roethlisberger's. That's what I like. Listen, I, I see I see McDaniel coming back next year. Oh, for sure. No, for sure. He's the man. He's the man. Look, the loss of the, to the Niners, Tua had a terrible game, and we were still in the game. Loss of the Chargers, that one was coaching, but, hey, you know, you could have a bad game. Game to the Bills, there was a couple decisions, but, hey, the Bills are – one of the best teams in, in the whole NFL. Then the Packers game, Tua goes down, he gets injured. And then how do you expect to win? Even You know, you're playing the Patriots. They played him pretty tough with Teddy Bridgewater and then Skyler Thompson but, uh, coming Mondo, in. We're okay, but we're back to just now excuses that every game, get this, get that, get that, get that, get that. They lost, bro. They no, lost. No, they they lost. lost five in a row. They were eight and three. I'm Everybody just saying that you don't. I'm just saying that you don't fire. You the You don't coach fire him. He's had some bad luck. And I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, in my opinion, in my opinion, he hasn't had a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to be that good. The guy who touches the ball the most has to be the best guy, like LeBron. But you don't have a quarterback. This in and out, the protocol, the whole thing with the fingers, you know, he got hit again, and then now it's day-to-day, and then now he can't play. Yeah, they ruled him out. At the end of the day, we haven't had a quarterback. So once again, we're taking these losses, but we haven't had a quarterback. We need a quarterback. We need to go and draft or trade for a big-time quarterback, and that's what we need. I don't see him coming back next year. I don't either. To protect his health. Uh, three Especially concussions. after what just happened with this guy? Yeah. Three concussions in one year, and it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. It you know, you're not going to say, like, oh, okay, next year might be no-no. Now now he's already I don't think he's vulnerable. practicing. I don't think he's doing anything. No. They're like, Tua has to focus on today. <laughs> I, I, you know? I foresee the Miami Dolphins either signing Tom Brady at 46, who... Just two for four hundred something yards. So I'm not ready to count that guy out. How about how about and Aaron Rodgers? Okay, but but how about how badass did they look this last weekend? Both of them. Rogers All of a too. sudden, everybody's like, "Oh, these guys!" And then now the NFL Network was like, "Oh man, I guess these guys are just like gearing up for a long postseason because they were amazing." Yeah. All of a sudden, the Packers. I mean, they just destroyed the the Vikings. And and what's what's curious is after the Dolphins win. Uh, you know, or win for the Packers, right? They interviewed Aaron Rodgers on the field, and he goes, "Oh, you know, that was a that was a great game against a good team who I would love to play for." I don't know if it was a Freud, Freudian slip by by Aaron Rodgers, but he did say that. You could look look it up. Let's go. He did say that. Let's go. You know, you you need to trade for him, but the Packers don't want him anymore. That's why every almost every year they're like, "We're not going to draft anybody for you." Oh, your best receiver, we're going to let him go to the Raiders, you know, and. He comes here. He has Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. 
All of a sudden, he has two of the best receivers he's ever had in his career. Um, Amando, when was the last time we had a Mac Daddy quarterback after Marino? Who? Big name like that? No, none. 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 Two was the none. best one. Now, and then guys have left here and gone to other places and had major success. Okay? And then... We haven't drafted in the years that these monster quarterbacks come out. We have chances to pick them. And we don't. So we're losing in every facet here. It's not just on the field. It's, oh, you lost on that because you didn't pick that other guy. <laughs> you know? And by the way, how does that 49ers backup look? Man, <laughs> Mr. Irre Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> the last pick in the draft? Mr. Irrelevant. The last pick in the draft. The guy might win a Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> I hope, <laughs> like I hope I if you're listening, like, that's another prime example of play the game as long as you can. Stay in the mix. That guy could have taken a job somewhere doing something else, I'm sure. But he said, you know what, I'm going to stay in the mix. And he stayed in the mix. And you know what? That guy, from the moment I saw him, I was like, wow, this kid right away, composure. Like, he was a veteran. I like that guy. Hey, Kurt Warner. He's, he was bagging groceries at some point. Nope. Uh, you know, he nope. wasn't in, sniffing the NFL. Got cut. Amando, another reason why sports is amazing. Sports is awesome. Look yep. at all these things that have happened in this last month with everything. And how many, you know, real stories are there? There's yep. a million of them. You know what I mean? It's awesome, man. I that's love why it. I love I, the sports, I, man. That's why I could go and watch real sports and do the, the stories that come out of there. You know, and, and that and that's and that's what sports is all about. What Mike just said, you know. People are like, oh, you know, it's just sports. But when there's a big story in sports, those people that said don't like don't like sports are paying attention. Are paying attention. Everybody's paying attention. You know, so. Yep, but man, this was a this was a good one. You know, it was nice to be back. I was already I was already missing doing the, well, this, <laughs> the podcast. This is thirteen, right? Thirteen. Thirteen. Wow, nice man. But man, thanks for you know, thanks to all you guys for. For listening, you know, it, it really makes me happy when you guys come up to us and tell us that you listen. So continue. Happy New Year. Happy we'll New Year, guys. Week.